So welcome everyone. This is Loop Town Square number twenty-five. Um, GMG. Yeah, amazing. 25, 25 weeks of uh, weekly community community calls. Um, pretty pretty awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, this week you've got kind of a short lineup, but it um, it's going to be fun. I think it looks like it's all focused on on games. Um, so that's exciting. Um, we have Monster here, Brent from Gripner. Hopefully, he can share um, um, about you know on-chain tabletop gaming in the Loopverse. We have standard standard combo here um, to give us the full rundown on Loot MMO, and I don't see um, Sports Beard here, but. Um, if Sportsbeard does show up, then uh, maybe we'll get some fun behind-the-scenes look at um, what's next for the Crypt game. Uh, and then I think we're going to review uh, Gitcoin proposals today, just anything that came up and hasn't been talked about yet, and also any commentary from around the, the community about anything that people want to give plus ones to or questions or feedback on. Um, and then if we have time, I also wanted to have a quick brainstorm about some IP stuff. Uh, there's some really cool chatter going on in the writer's room channel related to this Genesis Scrolls project, thinking about CCO and just other like rights strategies we can think of. Um, and so if we have time, I want to do like a little brainstorm between the crew here. Uh, but if I can grab the mic for a sec, I want to kick us off with a uh, good vibes only fun little moment here. Uh, I'm going to give the credit to Code Monkey, but I think I, you want me to speak for you, so I will speak on your behalf, and I'll, I'll channel, channel your good vibes through my voice here. Um, some background context, dude who's on the call here of The Rift uh, has been just a, a huge supporter and backbone of the Loopverse, building you know, a really powerful public good with this Rift XP model, and the whole Rift game, and the Monic Crystals, and just being a, a quiet community leader. I mean, not so quiet. Being a community leader. Um, and in the background, uh, there's been a game that he, he launched, I don't know what, like a month ago? A game or a quest or a challenge or I don't know what you would call it. Uh, and through that, through the game, there were some prizes, some loot prizes and a Blitnot prize. And that if you, uh, the first person to kind of win this game or win the first round of this game, won a loot bag, if I remember correctly, uh, and won a Blitnot. And the person who won those is on the call, CodeMonkey here. Uh, so just a awesome vibes all around to like create something that's loot verse native and fun and lightweight and reinforces uh, you know this rift XP mono crystals game etc. And congrats to Code Monkey on just crushing it. Uh, I don't know all your magic and secrets, but I think you built a bunch of technology to support it and probably learned a ton. And uh, probably also gave a ton of feedback to Dude about how the model for the rift works. Um, I will give Dude you a chance to to speak in a second here. But the Good Vibes amazing announcement I wanted to call out is that the other person who's been a uh, community leader for Loot and just a positive backbone that's been helping a ton of projects and helping the wider community uh, is on the call here too, Loot Hero. And we all have known that Loot Hero, you really wanted the Blit Knot for a long time. And so we conspired in a Discord channel, probably for the past month or so, to team up together, share some of the mana crystals and mana adventure mana along the way. Uh, the plan was to like pool it all together and win that quest for you. 
I think it turned out that Code Monkey kind of just crushed it on his own. Uh, but having crushed it all on his own, you've seen all of his transactions, you've seen him crush it. Uh, we have a channel called A Gift for Loot Hero, and he decided to gift you the Blitknot that he picked up from the Rift. Uh, he just tweeted about it, so I'll share that tweet in here. But just, man, what a good vibes moment. What a good vibes uh, you know, example of the Lootverse coming together. And here I'll post it in general chat. This whole world, you know, crypto land in general, is going through a weird moment. But the Lootverse has just been a, a safe harbor from this crazy storm. And just a quiet, fun, uh, powerful place for builders. And so this moment to me just feels like a little instantiation of that. So huge plus one, big ups to uh, Code Monkey for just digging in and winning. You know, huge ups to Dude for creating this model. Uh, and thanks to Loot Hero also for what you do for all of us. Oh yeah, thank you so much, Code Monkey, for that. Wow, I mean, I think this quest was created like several months ago, and even for Code Monkey to be able to complete it within a few months was actually pretty phenomenal. Um, you know, as Tinshaw mentioned, I've been pretty competitive trying to, to win that one million mana prize and you know, a number of other people have as well. And even collectively trying to compete with Code Monkey has been very very difficult. And um yeah, I just feel like for the last few months I've been kind of stalking him on the blockchain, which like has kind of like a real world like metaverse vibe to it too. And I've kind of like written some lore about that in some of the channels where it's like, you know, I've been following Code Monkey, and he found this like hidden passage way into the rift. And I think he has like a secret mana garden in there. And um, you know, all of that turned out to be exactly true, essentially. And then since since then, I've uh, I've gone in there as well. And it's just been like this whole thing for months now. And um, yeah, Code Monkey, for you to to complete, you know, both the five hundred thousand mana challenge, donate that to the the loot bag to the Open Field program. And then complete the million as well um, and donate it to me is just really meaningful. I deeply appreciate it. And, you know, my respect for you as an on-chain adventurer is to the highest degree. I mean, the things that you've discovered within that, that code base, the feedback you've provided, and the, um, yeah, the, the compassion you've shown to the community and the love you've shown to the community is, is top-notch. I appreciate it. Yeah, I just want to jump in real quick and say, uh, yeah. first off, echo everything that Tim Shell and Hero said about Code Monkey. I mean, he was one of the earliest earliest supporters of the Rift and really, you know, got into the code base and provided some really essential feedback. My math was off by a few months. I was thinking we would have this the next phase of the Rift and uh, an adventure mana ready by the time these quests were completed. Uh, but they're not quite ready yet. Um, so, uh, you know, you maybe got to think of some interim quest uh, b before that, that next piece gets released. Um, and also, if y'all did, didn't know, um, we did write a story about uh, the Rift and the discovery of the Rift. And because of Code Monkey's, you know, super generous donation to the OpenQuill project, and now this, I mean, unrelated to this one, but we, uh, the, the main character in that Rift story is based off of Code Monkey. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, that was kind of the, the Rift's uh, kind of thank you to Code Monkey for, for his huge support. So, uh, yeah, that, that was super cool to see.
yeah, and do it once, not only once, but twice. That was awesome. I know it felt so long ago that I had actually forgotten that the first loot bag that you won, Code Monkey, you donated to the Open Bill program, which is just incredible. I did thank you effusively then, but I'll thank you effusively now. Uh, I'm having so much fun with this Open Fill program, and I think as a community, it's really allowed us to come together in our most creative creative way. Uh, and having loot native assets, and even like you know the core OG loot bags in the Open Fill treasury, allows us to give out not only you know, ETH rewards and prizes to writers, but give out ownership of OG loot, which I think is really powerful. Um, I'm a huge proponent of giving ownership to people who will act like owners, and you are definitely somebody who's acting like an owner, and I think everybody who's writing for this community and participating in the creative joy and this creative experiment uh, are acting like owners, even if you're not yet owners of OG loot bags. Uh, and so, yeah, I'll just I'll leave that there as a tease. The the Genesis Scrolls Open Pill Treasury, I think, has three loot bags in it now, uh, and we don't intend to keep them. Uh, so I'll, I'll just leave that there. Code Monkey, if you want to speak, go for it. But I know you wanted me to channel your your voice. But thank you again. Lots of love all around. Um, while we're talking to Rift, I just popped a link into general. The Lootverse ecosystem grants round is still open. It's open for another week or so. Uh, Dude's Rift and Monocrystal's grant just got approved, I think, yesterday. Uh, so please hop in there. Even a dollar, I think, gets matched by... Here, let's see, a dollar for this gets matched by $30, and $100 gets matched by $220 extra dollars, uh, just based on the magic of quadratic funding and the loot uh, matching pool. So please do, do go in there, even if it's kind of annoying to have to like create a Gitcoin account and then donate. It's worth it, uh, but if you're feeling the good vibes at this moment, definitely pop into Gitcoin. And, you know, even like donating $10 across you know, three, four, five projects, it really does go, go a long way to just raise your hand and stand up and say, hey, I'm here, I see you, um, and I support what you're doing. And also it goes a long way, you know, financially speaking, that some of these grants, I mean, let's look, if you look at Gitcoin, we'll probably come back to it later, um, but some of these grants, like, yeah, the HyperXP one from Dude, so far has $500 of donations from the community matched by $13,000 from the loot treasury. So, again, it really does go a long way. Uh, I'll pop that one in here, too. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, just a really quick summary of the, those two grants. Uh, the One is for the Rift and Mana Crystals, and that's to support sort of the revamp of the site. There's a bunch of people that are helping behind the scenes to build that, so all of them most of that money is going to go to them and to art um, to you know, kind of help pay for the support. And then the HyperXP one is towards the uh, the new experience protocol for the Hyperverse. All right. Well, thank you for that, Code Monkey, and that. Uh, Thanks for letting us kick off with that. That's a really positive start to this Thursday. Uh, and also, just like I said, a really nice little bright spot in a strange crypto roller coaster moment right now. Uh, back to you, Andrew, if you want to MC the official presentation today. Sure. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, I think we should start with Gripner. 
Monkster, I know you've been on the past couple of weeks and uh, had to drop off early, but um, if you're if you're if you're ready to go, I would love to have you start. Yeah, I appreciate you letting me um, have the floor for a second, and thanks for you know just permitting me to be here. I really enjoyed interacting with the community. Um, and I wanted to just give y'all a little kind of insight into what we're doing and what we're thinking and how loot not only has inspired all of our work, um, but is going to be eventually weaved into it. So, uh, you know, Gripner is, um, you know, a company that's bringing tabletop role-playing games to the blockchain. And my co-founder, Patrick, who's an OG loot holder, uh, really this is all his fault. He came up with the idea. He's a big D and D guy. He's played all of his life. He's a, game master as well and a tech entrepreneur sold his last company at a unicorn valuation and when he came out he got one and he just it, it dawned on him like the obvious use case of ttrpg um and blockchain and we kind of set out to explore and build it and you know we recruited a team um stephen <clears throat> radney mcfarland is our lead game designer he's been designing games for D and paizo and others for about 22 years and our, our team is amazing. We have stuff hanging in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we've even got Ed Greenwood, uh, who is the creator of the Forgotten Realms um, on the game design team as well. So uh, we've been thinking from the onset, you know, given that we're a polygon based project, you know, that was inspired by loot at, you know, from the onset, like how do we, how do we inevitably eventually start to weave some of what you know our loot community has created and permit uh, into into the Gripner protocol. And while you know Gripner is the company, the first uh, game world that we're launching is called the Glimmering, right? And the the highest uh, ambition for the company itself is to not just release the game, the Glimmering, on our protocol, but it's to permit other creators and game designers uh, to build on top of it as well. And and really expand collective storytelling through uh, tabletop role-playing games. And we kind of started a little bit of this effort a few weeks ago in uh, collaboration with our friends over at Tabletop, right? So um, Stephen, our game designer, created a one-shot called A Dark and Stormy Night uh, that kind of introduces people to the world of the Glimmering. And in that campaign, he was able to weave some of kind of the loop Genesis lore uh, into it and and play that one shot with the tabletop uh, community and going forward what we like to do and just make you all aware of really is that you know the objective is to continue to weave in some of the genesis uh, lore as well as those who have participated in the past and continuously in open quill to tell their stories um, you know, alongside of us and with us, either in the world of the glimmering or as a separate world, and back those storytellers um, and, and get their their kind of fantasy out to our larger community. So, really, at the end of the day, I'm just here to say thank you um, for the inspiration and what we're doing, and help you all understand how we intend to carry some of that in. Um, is just an expression of, of gratitude and and of inspiration.
I'll jump in and say thank you and welcome. Uh, you you learned quick, and you seems like you've been you gotten speed run quickly up to the leap verse. If there's anything people can do to help you guys uh, understand better the canonical principles, the way the system, uh, projects and ideas and concepts all interweave with each other, um, other story seeds that have been planted already that you guys can help grow, just let us know. Um, and obviously, y'all are welcome at any part of this Discord, and welcome to present again on any uh, any of these future calls. Is there anything you do want to present today in terms of like a visual presentation? Obviously, no pressure, but anything you want to just tease? Um, I mean, if you want, I guess I could share my screen. I, I wasn't intending to come here as like kind of a hard shill. Um, but I am extremely proud of the artwork on this stuff. Um, so the um, the NFTs themselves, so we, this art team is out of control. There's There's been six artists on the project at the height of it. Uh, our lead artist, Angry Blue, like I said, he's got his stuff in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and our guy named John Rauch who's been credited on every Marvel and DC comic in the last 10 years but these, these we're starting to reveal the warlocks um, in the world of the Glimmering there are eight ancestries across 12 classes so as you can imagine it's just an ungodly amount of artwork and uh, this week we're going to start to reveal um, the warlocks I don't know why it's not letting me share my screen though for some reason Oh, here it is. I see it. Give me screens. Let's see if this works. Uh, can y'all see the Vimeo screen right now? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this is a gnome warlock. animation. And there's, you know, again, we're going to roll out all the ancestries across everyone. Yes, we did Tiefling this week. Or excuse me, Druids last week. And what you'll notice is that the background, as well as the audio files, are... Uh, they vary based on the actual class of the player character. So really proud of all the artwork and effort that the uh, illustrator and colorist team have put into this. And we're finally starting to kind of show the world a little bit more about what we're building. And uh, with the one-shot launch, people, you know, are actually able to play the game now, kind of like as they normally would off-chain. And we'll be launching uh, play-on-chain user interface and, uh, you know, platform after the Mint, which the, the Genesis Collection Mint will happen later this summer. So that's the show and tell. Thanks for offering me the opportunity to do that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, hey, I'm on my phone, so I actually didn't see it, but I have a feeling that you're only presenting the Discord right now. So maybe pull your, you might have two computer monitors or something, but maybe pull your visuals up and over. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so maybe, maybe, maybe it should. Yeah, we, it. yeah we, we, saw it. we saw it. We saw it. Yeah, okay, sorry. Cool. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, thanks uh, for sharing. Yeah, and the last thing. And yeah, the more you guys want to. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Tim, you would hit me up asking in the, in the community, you were asking for some leads on like PR um, to get the grant program out there. And I didn't want to just share that in a Discord with 80,000 people because I'm essentially sharing a lot of individuals' email addresses. 
Um, if you want yeah. to DM me on Twitter or wherever you want to DM me, you can also just reach me at Brent at Gritner.com, G-R-I-P-N-R. I had my marketing team compile a list of um, journalists and PR targets to get the message out for uh, the grant program. So if that's helpful and you want that, I have it compiled for you. Word. Thank you. That sounds really cool. I just popped my email in there as well. Um, thanks for compiling that. and I can send some emails out and maybe I'll grab a couple other people too. But yeah, thank you. And welcome. Yeah, again, if, you guys wanna, if you ever want to do a brainstorm with a smaller group about just maybe ways to weave some of the canonical principles of loot, uh, and the, you know, the stories of loot and such up and into the, you know, the world you're building, just pop in. And, you know, we can do an ad hoc voice chat or whatever else. Yep, let's do it. Love that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and I think I think the writers, the Open Call writers group was looking to start some sort of like weekly or biweekly um, like writers call. And so that could be something too, to, um, to plug in. Great. Yeah. I'd love to, to participate in that. Um, cool. Well, yeah. Thanks again, Brent. Super cool guys. Go check out Gripner and, uh, the glimmering site. The art is, is pretty fantastic. Um, let's see. I don't see anyone from, crypt so let's go um standard combo you ready to go yeah definitely awesome hi everyone i'm standard combo i'm here with my one of my teammates cal both who is a uh a lead uh community organizer and, and here at at uh, at manticore and uh does all all kinds of cool stuff in the multiverse like virtual events and things like that the community. Hello, Tim. Hello, Standard Combo. <laughs> so we're going to uh, talk about Loot MMO. Loot MMO is something that I was just checking the history and I've been working on it for almost six months now, which is crazy. Uh, it started in December and it's come a long way. Like when I started, I wasn't really sure what I was building and now we have a really clear idea. We even have a, a, a community has already created a Discord server for the project, so thanks for the folks who created that. Uh, let me put the link of that in the, in the general here. Uh, so, you know, we're just getting started, uh, and I want to show everything about what we've been doing and kind of the full, full pitch. Let me share my screen here. And we're going to talk about um, loot and loot MMO, but I wanted to take a step back and talk about like how did we like how did our studio get to where we are right now? A, a, you know, a brief intro, and um, you know how does loot how does loot fit in? So this is this is a, a social hub and kind of a, a nexus for the Dead Mouse uh, universe in in in. In core, and um, this is something that he was wanting to construct for for many years. And um, with core, uh, it was able to be done in, in a few weeks, like less than two months, I think. It's a really cool space. This was also community created, so there was a game jam, and 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 this ties into what we're doing with loot MMO, as you'll see. Uh, a lot of the content here for the 
the the Dead Mouse uh, universe was community generated. Even his mu- music video uh, was composed from uh, from community submissions. So there was a big game jam with prizes. It was awesome. It was one of our best game jams. Uh, we've organized them for all kinds of projects like that, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and many others. Uh, and it's always like. It's always so cool to see the results. So let's jump in here to the concert. I'll get it started. We're not going to go through the whole concert, but if you do install Core and you want to like play in the in the loot and bow and like check out our, our, our social hub that, that we're building for loot, um, check out the Dead Mouse concert as one of the first things you do because it's just so cool. It's it's one of the best experiences that I've ever seen uh, virtually speaking. It's it's like it's better than a Disney ride. I'm honest. Uh, and, and why this is so important for, for what we're doing is because when we started Core, we were thinking about game development, right? Games, you know, small games, big games. We wanted to make it easy to make games, fast to make games. Making game in Core is is like six times faster than making it, you know, in other in, in established engines, uh, much faster than traditional game development pipeline uh, and it's accessible to people who don't know how to code and things like that so we've put a lot of work into the tools and in, in the systems it has for example automatically deploying back-end servers and things like that that automatically scale for the size of your audience so you don't have to worry about that type of stuff that's like generally a very expensive engineering endeavor so we take care of all that stuff for you and uh, when when we did this concert with Dead Mouse, we realized that um, it was pivotal for us because we were focused on games, and we saw the creators were making non-game experiences like this already, and they were not able to monetize right that type of stuff. So we built like monetization systems for games that don't work with non-game stuff, and this is where um, Web three comes in. Because with Web three, any project now has a channel for fundraising and monetization that can run parallel to the high fidelity experience that you're able to build with core, right? So, um, and this is where we start getting into loot because uh, this is what I wanted to do with loot. I wanted to do a game jam, create a, a set of tools that are specific to loot, but are built on top of Unreal Engine, are built on top of core, and so they will result in like high productivity of, of development of these of these uh, MMORPG experiences, right? Um, so you know I'm not going to show the whole concert. It's like uh, eight minutes long, I think. Uh, so it's a series of these really cool scenes, and you get a big. Anyway, I don't want to spoil it for people who are going to go in. So let's hop into the next section. We're going to go uh, more into into the loot stuff now. Um, and uh, we'll have some time for, for questions as well. Of course, I love, yeah. Well, games getting loaded. You know, one of the one of the things that as we found is like people love to get together and 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 do stuff. It's just finding out what that stuff is and figuring out the best way to apply it. And I think like what you're seeing now is is, is Gabe's uh, avatar changing into a more appropriate attire for a, a gallery visit. Yeah, so I built this this gallery. It started as a really fun game inspired by that that gallery in Florida, where there was a banana taped to the wall and someone ate it. So, uh, so I called this banana gallery, but 
Right now, the banana is turned off, so there is a really fun mini game. There's a monkey that spawns right here, and then on the other end of the gallery, there's a banana, and then people can. Uh, there's a team of players get split into two teams. There's the thieves and the guards, and the thieves try to steal the banana and give it to the monkey, and the and the guards try to the guards get shotguns and try to protect the banana. It's super fun. Uh, but we took that out for the demo. Uh, so this is kind of like showcasing, you know, my, my curation, my selection of, of NFTs. I made each room like a different collection. And uh, over here is the loot one. And we built, we, we styled this and we built this to demonstrate like, because when going into, um, into Web3, everyone, you know, first instinct is like, let's make a gallery. And we've seen lots of galleries from other projects and things like that but we wanted to go a step further and show like okay we can really easily make a gallery um what else can we do so we can uh, jump into the loot verse here and and uh go into the loot evan ball and this is uh we're going to go into character selection screen now and uh, so these are my my tokens as well from the different collections that I've, I've added. So I've, I've integrated Genesis Adventures in addition to the ones you're seeing here. There's Realms, um, Hyperloop, for the badges, for for the actual loot bags that appear here on the left. I did OG loot, more loot, and Genesis Adventures. So far, I could add more that fit this model of like the items and stuff. Uh, I did want to show my bag here on. Um, on OpenSea, I have this is you know this is one of mine, the Grimoire Divine Robe of Power. Um, is this one? It's the one I like the most. And uh, yeah, these are my five uh, more loots. Let's hit play. So now we'll go into the social hub. So the social hub is one of three pieces, uh, central crucial pieces of the MMO project. The, the, and that's where we are right now. So this is a space where uh, players and loot holders can gather. Uh, even if you're not a holder, you can come here and um, you can learn about loot and maybe get involved and do stuff. And you'll notice there are some doors. So we just built this. This is like fresh off the press. Like I was polishing it last night. There's some doors here and here. They don't do anything yet, but they will do things. Uh, that people will build like from the game jams, right? We're gonna run at least one, depending on how much funding we get on Bitcoin. Uh, ideally, we'll keep going and we'll do more and more and more content. This will become a gigantic growth, but we're committed to doing at least one game jam uh, and get one round of cool content and we'll hook it up to these doors and stuff and put you know the names up there or whatever. Um, and there's another one over here. And we put some art from the loot community really cool painting that I found on one of the servers uh, all kinds of stuff around here's another door and each of these is gonna go to a different um, loot loot uh, loot and memo experience but they, they will all be tied together with like a common progression common inventory level up that side that type of thing uh, over here there's a bar and this is kind of an example of oh someone served a, a pint very nice yeah, I figured you know you're talking a lot so I figured <laughs> so this kind of like a a, a bartending minigame <laughs> back there. Um, can blow the horn, and and this this bar is an example, I think, of what. No, don't don't kill me, dude. I, no, I, 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 <laughs> okay, I'll let you show it how it works. Let's, 
Let <laughs> me give you a chair um, to sit down. Ah, uh, sure. But yeah, this shows kind of what the type of experiences that could be connected to the different doors. You know, it could be something small like this and contained, or it could be a large world with a kilometers wide terrain with vegetation, right? Like these 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 portals can go anywhere, right? It's going to be up to creators to decide. Um, okay, there is one another example here. So this is where I've integrated against uh, crypts and caverns. And I've chosen a couple of maps here. And this is one that I own. I purposely put it here because this is an example of an idea of how we thought about utility with NFTs inside of the high fidelity metaverse, right? So this is my sunken labyrinth and we think, okay, what's the simplest thing that I can do is if I'm a holder, I get a bonus XP, right? And then the players who are with me in the party also get a bonus XP. Right? So we're gonna jump into that map and play the sunken labyrinth real quick. This is a procedurally generated 3D environment based on the data from the SVG from the from the Crypts and Caverns, right? So integrations like that, specific integrations against specific collections are the types of things that are gonna be in the LUDMO framework. So the framework is, um, in addition to the social hub, the second large piece of the project, right? This framework is a set of, of tools, uh, components that, um, that creators, game developers will be able to assemble into um, into MMO adventures, right? So they have weapons, armor, and you can learn more about um, all the details of that. I think I, I talk, I go more into details on the website, lootmmo.com. Um, let me try to reload because it's taking a little long. Any questions so far while this loads? So the dungeon is taking a little bit to load. If people have questions, happy to answer right now. Is it building this dungeon on the fly? Yeah. So there might be some some things to optimize there. <laughs> Can you maybe talk more about like what a game jam is and how sure. how yeah. it maybe starts and and just how kind of it works. Yeah, just the game jams, uh, I mentioned we did, we've done lots of those, so we have experience, we have people on the team that are specifically um, set up to run them, and what we do is we have a prize pool, we announce like, um, we announce the categories for the game jam, so it can be uh, best outdoors environment, best dungeon, best this and that, and, um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, best best uh, narrative adventure, right? Best dialogues, that's, that type of thing. So that's up to be decided. Um, and, and, and that would be up to the community as well. This is why I'd like to start getting some people into the, into the Discord server to have that discussion about, like, which categories do you want to see in the game jam? I don't know why. Yeah, it's not launching. Perils of live demos. Mm -hmm. But 
So then the game jam will last for a few weeks, three, four weeks, maybe. Uh, depending on the demand, like if there's a lot of people interested, we can also do a, a free boot camp at the start um, where we provide like the training into using into using Core. If people want to learn about 3D multiplayer development, uh, we have lots of educational material about that as well. We have courses and, and Core is all free to use and to play and to create. It's, it's part of our philosophy. And it core is built on the second on time. Legend. So it's using a, using the latest uh, Unreal, well, not the latest version of Unreal Engine, but I think four twenty six. Yeah, we we like to stay two versions behind on the Unreal upgrades for stability reasons. Because if you if you take the latest features, the the latest you know shiny prize, you with that comes the bugs as well. So we we. We aim for stability and bug-free. All right, we are here now in the Sunken Labyrinth. Uh, let's get going. And this is a demonstration of the combat and the NPCs. So it has ranged and melee combat. You tank, you're the tank. I'm the mage. There are other things like we might think about maybe uh, connecting these dungeons together, right? Because they're pretty small dungeons, the, the Crypts and Caverns dungeons. So this is kind of the first playable version of it that we can keep going and further uh, develop it a lot more. And I think maybe we use the stairs that exist in some of these maps to connect them together and kind of do maybe, um, maybe a roguelike type of game. I don't know. That would be up to community discussion and the type of game design decisions that we can have in the Discord server. Okay, so what we saw here is another idea of utility that we can have collaborations between projects. So this is this kind of a brainstorming thing where we, uh, okay, maybe there's a cyberpunk uh, world and uh, we do a collab with them and we drop a, a lightsaber here, which isn't a normal item you would find in a loot bag, but in loot MMO, maybe, you know, if the community agrees, like, we can have stuff like that um, optional, right? And this would be a collab that takes us into their world, and, you know, I think this type of cross-promotion between projects can be very powerful for both of them. Oh, I just got into the dungeon. I guess I'm late to the show. <laughs> And we cleared it. <laughs> well, you started like by yourself. Okay, so this is uh, Cyberpunk that was, I think, part of a game jam as well. It, um, yeah, it was. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah so it was. this is one of the winners of, of one of the game jams. Uh, when we launched this tile set, so we produced like a bunch of Cyberpunk style assets and filters and things like that. Know, elements and then did a game jam to get people involved with the new content, produce cool stuff, and this is one of the ones that came out. It's really nice. We actually ended up uh, hiring the person that originally made this. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, so this is kind of to show the variety of, of the tool and the styles as well. Um, and one of the things that we could do is we could have a VIP section for for loot. Um, and this one's set up to like if you if you're a holder of you know whatever token, uh, then you have access. And there's a cheat code that I think Cal both used to access the VIP, but he's gonna open the door for us because the guests are are allowed if you press that green button there. Except dog parts. <laughs> well, let's go to the barn. Come on. Yeah. We can take the next door there. Stop right, dancing. Like you're, you're gone. <laughs> you can get the next, the next ride. So this is, um, I think this bar is called Afterlife Dojo, and then this is kind of a, a Japanese-style theme that was added on top of it. And it shows some of the some more of the features. And it's using the same drinking system that we used in the in the core uh, the bar where we had the beer the beer serving game and stuff. So here he has martinis and coffees and things like that. Drinks are better in the other place. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean this is kinda off topic, so let's go back to let's go back to Lootverse. A shiny mounts. Uh, what else can I say about Lootverse? Yeah, those are the three pieces of the Loot MMO project. It's the social space where we are now, the framework, the construction tools that we are we are launching. There, those are about fifty percent developed uh, at this time, and. Uh, and then the, the game champs. So let me talk about the let me talk about the the timeline for this. So the social space is almost ready to go. I'm just putting the final touches on it. I plan to launch this next week. So next Thursday, uh, this will be public, and anybody who has core uh, installed will be able to jump in here and um, appreciate this in third person. And then from here, we can build out, you know, the adventures and stuff that connect to each other. Uh, so this goes out next week, and then the game jam, the first game jam is planned for August, which is an estimate of when the framework will be complete. Uh, so mid-August sometime. Uh, let me show a little bit more about the types of environment and things. I think there's a lot of variety um, that that I can show. And you can see in the video there's a trailer on the website and a little bit of, of this level appears. So this is another project that is kind of parallel to, because um, we have lots of initiatives with other projects. And this is uh, another one that's kind of like parallel when we're sharing a lot of the technology with loot. Um, it's kind of the same, but different. <laughs> this one has harvesting and stuff, so I'm, I'm going to bring these some of these into the some of these systems into the into the loot framework as well.
and there's endless opportunities of what can be brought in or, or how that's true used yeah core is very interoperable and the community content section has over 8,000 published uh, community components and, and packages so lots of stuff like NPC stuff dialogue um, UI elements you know all kinds of game experience we could we could yeah, open up portals to a poker tournament there's a uh, real mode all kinds of game modes oh yeah we could put a poker table into the social hub that's a good idea there's, there's definitely space there yeah, so we we have systems for for a number of things uh, like if if we have you know a need more servers to start up for the the loopers you have 3,000 people running around in, in the loot world. For more loot, the better. I saw that. I love it. Oh, got a mini boss here. Yeah, so uh, I put a link in the, in the text chat for, for uh, coregames.com if anybody's interested in learning about it. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me show what we'll, we'll be here waiting for. Yeah, I want to show one more scene that kind of shows more out the door um, environment. So this is a this is a level that's under construction, an environment that's under construction. There's also environment kits, you know, like desert, different forests, things like that that people can. Oh, yeah, build that biomes however you'd like. And you can, but there really is like a versatility in the. I think it looks beautiful. I love that, that, that mountain. Yeah, this is kind of an outdoor uh, team. Place and buildings here and stuff. It's, it's giving real practical execution and real practical functionality to the loot that you already own and, and making, it, making it part of an experience, which I think is a good one. Gave it an awesome job, for example. That's kind of what I wanted to show. Um, I think next week when when I have the social hub ready, uh, you know, we'll show that off uh, in, in our in our server. I don't know how we're going to structure that exactly. Uh, I don't want to take too much time from the from the town hall, but um, yeah, this is Lou Demo. Any more questions? I'll let you know in the chat as well. How, how seamless is it to collect NFTs or like blockchain assets within the game? Like I get the read part, like reading what somebody has and, and changing their experience based on it. But what about the, the right direction? That's a great question. Um, we are starting with the reading and this is, this is launching pretty soon. Uh, the new tech for that, and then uh, the writing part is in research and develop, and I, I believe it'll come further down. Now, I do think um, it's a good opportunity to, you can do things in parallel as well, right? Kind of like short term, you can have some parts of the, of the game that are, that are on, on the website, on your website, right? And some of the on-chain operations 
Um, and then, you know, you go there and you do that and you come back to the game and that gets reflected right from, gets loaded from your wallet. And, and that makes, as a developer, that makes pretty easy to do, like knowing that somebody completed some kind of quest within the game and then sending some kind of message to a, fr- a front end that then provides access to that to that contract. I think once we have the, the, the outbound, right, the writing part done, it'll be pretty straightforward to use. Uh, that's, that part's not ready yet. The, the the reading part is is practically ready. It's just in testing now. It's in QA at the moment, and, and yeah, it's pretty easy yeah. to use. The reading part, it's so that it's it's a, a Lua layer API, and okay. we have you know pretty robust documentation, lots of examples, tutorials, all kinds of stuff to get people started. And plus the frameworks like the Loop framework that will have the components like already done, already integrated with the collections and things. Awesome. Great presentation. Should be. Yeah, me too. We're just getting started. Uh, It's really exciting. The Discord server just came up, you know, a couple of days ago and everything's going really fast now, I think. So we do have fundraising to get through. So uh, thanks Tim Show for posting our, our link there. Um, and yeah, we were a little late for the for the round, but you know we're there now. And thanks everyone who's contributed. Thanks very much. Hey, combo! Uh, I can speak for all of us that we are all speechless here. If this is going live next week, can we get everybody spun up and eventually do next week's all hands inside this game world? <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah, good <laughs> question. Um, I think we could, um, because not everyone's going to be able to, right? But I think we could keep the voice in, even though there is voice in, in Core, but we could keep yeah. the voice in Discord and then have yeah. a screen, one screen shared. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Whoever's able to. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. We can test it before. We can try to uh, stress test it to make sure it can, can handle... Uh, Lots uh, of people. You don't have an outpost yet, but I'm going to make one right now. Oh, thanks. Um, and why don't you do some of the coordination for that in the outpost? Maybe like links to get people spun up or accounts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's that one thing. I think that those are two things. One is, yeah, I'll, I'll work with folks to get them with their software set up. But the most important thing that I need help from the community right now is the game design. Because I, I'm building the framework right now, and there are open questions like, what do the different loot pieces mean? You know, what does the, what do the sashes mean, right? Which, like, the different materials, the demon hide, the, the plated, like, what do all those things mean in real-time action gameplay? Those are the most important things we need to decide right now as a community for loot for the loot MMO. So uh, I do want to get like whoever's interested involved in those discussions. So I think we'll have kind of like meetings that are you know not not on the on the town hall, right? Like we'll have loot MMO meetings to discuss that stuff. I think. So thanks for the outpost, Tim Tim Schul. That sounds so, count me in for those meetings, Combo.
I wonder, do you have like a, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe we don't need to get into it, but just like wondering the process for like, is it just like a spreadsheet or something where we kind of, you kind of accumulate all this information and then port it in? Yeah, for, for process, for questions like this, I usually start with a brainstorm. So open microphone, open text, like just throw everyone throw your ideas out there and we record all the ideas on a spreadsheet and then um go through the spreadsheet on a second pass and figure out like what makes more sense and things like that so brainstorm with everyone is the first step and then okay. trim it down to something that makes sense holistically cool thank you guys for having us it's super fun to show this off Yeah, it's exciting after working on it for so long. Combo, I bet you've been the uh, the crazy loot geek at your company for a while where people are like, man, why is this yeah, guy working on loot so deeply? Uh, so do feel free also to invite more people from your extended crew just to kind of see this stuff live and, and, and integrate with the community. Maybe fun for people in your company also just to see the energy here. But yeah, dude, next week, next Thursday, if it's up and running and if we can get all get invites, then access to it maybe it's super cool to have that as like a side uh, parallel universe happening while we're also in the discord doing the all hands is it okay if I drop the link to core games on in the general chat yeah please do it in the uh, outpost too just so it's recorded it's uh, there. yeah there's it's a general there's a little on the mode channel um I don't have permission, sir. Uh, right, let me give you permission. Uh, I took care of it. I posted okay. the link. Thank you, sir. Um, you know what that means, though, is that the way to get permissions is by being a loot owner, and more loot is obviously reinventable. So you got to mint a more loot and then connect your wallet. All right. I could come over the top and just give you the admin privilege there to get in, but I think it's more fun if we make you go through the actual yeah, I don't mind doing process. <laughs> It's fun. Uh, Plus you'll have your own loot bag to play in loot every moment. Exactly. Uh, really cool. Thank you for sharing. Any final words from you, Cabo? Uh, just thanks for organizing the, the fundraise because I think that was the kind of the forcing function that we needed to kind of decide like, okay, what is this project really? And, and this have an internal discussion in the studio about like, what is our role? What is the role of the studio? What is the role of the community when it comes to this game? And how to split those responsibilities? I think the Gitcoin fundraising round has forced us to to have that discussion and make those decisions. So I think it was really great. Thanks for organizing that. Right on. Uh, that's probably a good transition for us, actually. Uh, Andrew, was there other stuff here that we wanted to chat about? No, I think that was the end of the agenda. Okay. Yeah, why don't we transition that then? I'm still on my phone, so maybe somebody else can present. Uh, but I would love to transition that to just a quick sort of review of where things are at with the Gitcoin ecosystem round. Any new projects that popped up in the uh, past seven days since we talked last. Uh, and just commentary from around the community. Somebody else want to grab a, a screen share? 
Yeah, give me one second. Cool. Gitcoin site can be a little slow. Yeah. Might make me do a CAPTCHA. Uh, waiting, waiting. Yeah, we see it. Your mic is very soft right now. Yeah, thirteen thirty-seven. Especially for a music presentation, maybe find a way to get the mic a little bit louder so we can hear.
What did you say? Brilliance was that brilliance? Yes, we heard the music. Yeah, yeah, we heard the music. The music's like a uh, maybe a five out of ten volume. Your mic is at like a two out of ten volume right now. It's hard to hear you. <clears throat> Yeah, it sounds really good. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> If you want to share any of that stuff for asynchronous listening, maybe pop it into the Bards and Music channel as well. Um, and also feel free to pop in your Gitcoin link so people can see it. Yeah, I think it's kind of a disservice to share music over Discord. It just doesn't come through as cleanly as when, when you post it. And we can listen to it directly. But it did sound really good. Very cool. Uh, all right, back to you, Andrew. If you want to share your screen, we can talk through some of the grant proposals. Yeah, give me one second. I'm having trouble. screen share but my, my uh, iPhone might explode can you see anything can you guys see my screen I can't okay it's like exiting out every time I try do you want me to give a shot yeah please yeah sure Okay, I will scroll and the folks can chime in. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. thing. Nice, there you go, Glosso. Got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, amazing so far today. My mind is blown by the loot MMO. Seeing music happening across sort of multimedia where the loot verse is incredible uh, and that brings us to here so what you're looking at here if this is fresh to you I, I think everybody on the call knows what this is but this, if this is fresh to you or if you're hopping on and listening to this call later which you know, most of the people who dive into the loot verse listen to this asynchronously what you're seeing on the screen here is the first ever loot verse ecosystem grants round I've been working with Gitcoin um, and some of the loot verse community Taylor Zhang was really the one who played this original seed to say, hey, Loot is not really a DAO, and Loot isn't really an organization that takes coordinated action in any way, but there are a ton of builders who are building public goods and building services and projects and products and even companies on top of the Lootverse. What if we could take a little bit of coordinated action to take uh, all treasury? Loot has a very small treasury for royalty from OpenSea. Builders with no strings attached grants 
to help builders, help uh, artists, help writers, help developers, designers, and musicians now uh, just get the get the ball rolling. Uh, for some of these projects, these are full-on companies, and for some of these projects, this is you know a singular character that somebody wants to build, and it's really everything in between. We kicked this off, uh, started the work on this about two months ago, and I've been coordinating the background, and we just kicked this off uh, formally last week. There are now 17, 18 grants, something like that. Loot put up $130,000 uh, of Loot's treasury, which I think is about a third of Loot's treasury, though with markets, maybe it's been cut in half in the past couple of weeks. Uh, but $130,000 of real USD or USDC or die here, and it's being allocated across these 17 or 18 proposals by the community um, and for the community. And by the community, I don't just mean loot owners, I mean the lootverse. And really the Ethereum network at large, anybody who believes in the, the sort of power and magic and beauty of loot as uh, a, a window into a new use case for the blockchain and a window into a new use case for the Ethereum network. Uh, it's also, for a lot of people, been sort of a time machine. Uh, it lets you see maybe what the future may hold in terms of on-chain media, what the future may hold in terms of you know, uh, decentralized asynchronous, semi-pseudonymous coordination between communities across the community. And so what you're looking at here is a set of the first round of proposals. But this has gone so swimmingly well that I'll say that we're, we're very likely to do another round of this next week. Uh, I mean, sorry, not next week, next month, whenever the next GR15 uh, Gitcoin ecosystem round 15 comes up. Uh, but in the meantime, this is open for another week, and you can see the magic of this. So, uh, the way this works is that individuals give grants, and the grants can be $1, it can be you know, $10, $100, an ETH, whatever you want to give. And then through your grant, it's matched through quadratic funding uh, from the loot 130000 um matching pool. So in this case, this is actually the one that's on the screen right now is uh, me and Loot Hero who've been building the LDK, the Lord Development Kit for the Lootverse, sort of the foundational canonical principles for builders, a guidebook for builders and creators. And just to call out like how magical this quadratic funding math, math works is that if you pop in and you donate $1, we get a $37 match from the Loot, uh, the loot matching pool. You know, if you donate $100, there's a $200 match from the loot matching pool. It evolves based on the, the calculus of quadratic funding, so it's not like a one-for-one one or a one-for-two, but it's just a beautiful way for the network, uh, both our own community and the wider community, to express their support for what's happening here, to vote with wallets, even just a dollar at a time, um, and to really give a lot of encouragement and enthusiasm and energy to people who are building in the space. The one on the screen right now is Stellaris' project, the Tabletop, which is a, uh, I think, going to be open source D and D assistant or D and D and D RPG game. Uh, Sixty one contributors have donated about a thousand dollars, and it looks like thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars are being matched right now from the loot, uh, the loot royalty treasury. Again, like this is not life changing money. It's obviously not enough money to start a company or really fund a, a big project. But the goal here is more about encouragement and about uh, bootstrapping and about uh, sort of proving a model and if we can prove that this model works to help start some flywheels, we will do more of this. Uh, Gitcoin is an incredible platform. Gitcoin for the wider Ethereum network has just been a godsend and it just feels perfect for Loot. Uh, you know, maybe we could do a noun style prop house thing at some point 
which is more specific to just loot holders voting on things. But I feel like this one's perfect because loot to me, uh, maybe this is too dramatic, but I think loot is not only a foundation for a sci-fantasy world-building experiment and an ecosystem of builders and artists and creators and developers to build this world together. Not only is it that, I think loot itself is a public good for the Ethereum network. And I think loot itself is a public good for Web3 in that loot is not crypto you know, tokens. Uh, loot is not DeFi. Loot is not uh, sort of the traditional monkey picture NFTs. Uh, and I know there's a lot of board ape punk holders in the loot community, so I don't mean that in the denigrative way, just in a way that it's something different. Loot is something very different. And Loot has opened up just a use case for the blockchain, the use case for the Ethereum network that I think has opened a lot of people's eyes, uh, not just to the sci-fantasy geek amazingness uh, of Loot itself, but also the meta story of what uh, Loot has unlocked for all of us. So I think I'll stop there, but thank you. I think it was who's presenting, Glosso. Thank you for being my uh, presenter on the back here. Um, and I'm on my phone, though, so they can mute whoever's making sound. That'd be helpful. Uh, but yeah, thanks for presenting that. If you're on this call here and you haven't yet donated through Gitcoin, please do. Uh, it, you, know, you just spent an hour with us on the call here, 75 minutes. It'll take you an extra two minutes to donate through Gitcoin, and it'll cost you $1, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you want to donate. It's all no strings attached, just pure grants. Uh, but it's it's the right vibe for the Lootverse, and it, it, more than anything, it's a way of raising your hand to show up and say, I'm here, and I see what everybody's working on, and for builders and artists and creators who are putting themselves out there, you know, myself included, uh, and who are saying, hey, I'm here to build you know, with and for and around the Lootverse, this Gitcoin ecosystem round uh, is a really nice validation and a really nice sort of coming together of the community. Yeah, and it's incredible, too, when you look at the spectrum of talent that's being captured by these grants. I mean, the, the biggest meme for Loot, I think, lately, has always been, like, when Loot game. And I mean, we have multiple incredible, like, games, right? Or, like, in the Loot MMO case, like, could be a game, could also be just a general-purpose metaverse, right? Even bigger than the concept, even more generalizable than the concept of a game, really. But a lot of people are just when Loot game. But the things that people aren't asking that are just amazing to see here is like when loot tapestry, right? When loot music, when loot like all the other things that are being captured here just blows my mind, right? Just like the things that are so much further outside the box that, than most of the, the world is thinking about. Uh, to see that captured here is just incredible and, and very, very exciting. Yeah, and I'll also just add like um, that uh, the fact that there's kind of like also on top of this like an avenue to actually get like um, for for many folks. I mean, and for me, this is like you know, substantial funding for the work that you're doing from the get go. Is like remarkably empowering, and it's um, opening up uh, possibility for there to be a whole new way of like funding artists to make art so this, this thing has been really really special yeah. yeah it's like the financial you know 
element is there and then also like the community appreciation is like built into this model right like the work that we're all creating so there's a community there to instantly appreciate it and, and value it and i think that's really important too as an artist yeah so, yeah, this, yeah this is great can, can i give like a 30 second update to my proposal because i just added a bunch of music to it that's hard to go Right on, go for it. Yeah, Mike is open for anybody who wants to talk about proposals you're excited about uh, or your own proposals. Uh, okay, yeah, so, um, bada boom. Yeah, um, uh, I'm kind of wishing I got mine up like two days before because it feels like I missed out on uh, the earlier round of funding, but um, I, my proposal is in a very incredible position where 100 bucks gives a $915 match. So it's very exciting, um, and uh, yeah, I just um, so I've been like rushing to just get like stuff recorded so I can have like a more substantial amount of content on here so it doesn't read like a bunch of empty words. <laughs> so like two of my um, songs, I, I just recorded like um, some like acoustic demos for over the last couple of days just so people can get a sense of the work that I'm doing here. Um, and then yeah, I mean the the general idea of my grant and the work here is that like. Um, if you really want people to be able to like um, kind of like dive into this brand new world of like loot and the hyperverse and this like totally different and novel way of making art um, I think that um, the very beginning of that process is people going to be like interacting with like you know um, typical internet like content like the first thing someone who's never heard of this is not going to be like some NFTs but it's actually going to be like videos on TikTok and stuff. Um, so I think in order to really bring that next bunch of people to boot, um, we need, you know, uh, quality content. And um, I'm going to be, you know, just building my music career around the Hyperverse and putting out a bunch of music. And um, I have this whole suite of um, characters um, that I would like to do that for. And um, I would like to build bridges um, to the general public um, to you know, get onboarded into this uh, new world. So, yeah, that's my little grant, and you can check out my music, too. I'll link to it in the chat. Bada bing. Okay. I love it. I think it was you, Glasso, that really started the music trend within Loot, or the music movement, if you want to call it that. Uh, there's now, what, like three or four different music projects. And music as a standalone is obviously a beautiful invitation, but music weaved into the canonical principles of loot, and music weaved into the characters and the stories and the games and more uh, is really just a powerful backdrop. So thanks for doing that. Thanks for leading the charge. Absolutely. Gonna love it here. <laughs> uh, who else do I see? I see Zidara. If you want to talk some Genesis Scrolls, uh, open Quill stuff, we can do that. What else? Foolish, if you want to talk about your stuff. Banners, if you want to talk about all the banners. No pressure, but just mics open if you want. Yeah, one thing I'll point out too is you can contribute using ZK Sync, right? And it's a ZK roll-up technology that's coming out, or that's, you know, rolling out, they're going alpha now, but they have their alpha bridge already open, so you can actually, you know, bridge some ETH over and then use 
Z casing, and uh, it's it's one of the um, the applications that's really high up on most of like the potential to tokenize. And I think it's some of their docs they've even stated somewhat explicitly that that's the goal. Um, so yeah, that's another area that may be worth considering to use zk sync to contribute to the grants just to register a little bit of activity on chain. You know, some of the previous airdrops have looked at Gitcoin uh, grant donations favorably. So it's kind of a double win here that you can donate to some of these projects and use a new, you know, cutting edge uh, zero knowledge rollup um, that could potentially result in you receiving some, you know, some tokens later on. So um, just wanted to point that out. Uh, one, one side note there is that, unfortunately, while normally it'd be really cheap to do that because you know zero knowledge rollups are really efficient. But unfortunately, if you don't already have funds on you know zk sync, then you have to bridge and you're going to have to pay on one. So it's not going to be the most cost-effective move if you have to bridge and donate. Um, so just keep that in mind. But it, yeah, you might want to wait till L1 gas is really, really cheap to maybe move a little bit over and maybe, you know, donating some to Gitcoin, some of these grants would be one thing you do, but then maybe you just want to use that as an opportunity to test out ZK Sync in general and see what those, what that team and, and the, the community is building. Uh, Thanks, Luke Hero. Hello, yeah, I'm going to for mine. Um, so, Playful Volcano Goddess is like one of the people that wrote one of the open quills for Violet and her story. And um, I'm going to add her to like the team of my grant. She wants to write a novel or like however long she can get based on how much funded she gets um, for Violet. So, it'll pack out her kind of world as well. Um, so I'm going to add that. It's not on the ground yet, but I'm going to add all the information soonish. Thank you. Yeah, all the stories and characters in the Violet has like been built off of like a ton. It's really cool. She's popping up everywhere these days. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So I'm hoping like inspires people to add more like really significant characters and like pack them out properly because I think it takes like a lot of work to do one just one character to the max um, so yeah hopefully everyone jumps in that I'm sure there's one thing we didn't see this round really is like any kind of merchandise like no one doing like any kind of physical like wearable stuff I know they had like the loot bar for a while, right? Uh, I don't know if I've heard from them recently. Does anybody know if they're still working on a lot of IRL stuff? Yeah, I think with the... I, I've been talking with them a little bit. I think with the downturn, some of their funders pulled out. Um, so I think they have gone a little silent, but from what I understand, they're still in the, in the background working, but um, hmm. I should follow up with them. Yeah, make sure they know about the Gitcoin, you know, Grant round, 10 minimum. Yeah. 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 I've talked to them too. They do, they do know about the round and they, um, okay. I think just kind of where they're at, 
if if we do do a second round in the next couple of months, they'd probably jump into that one. Just um, okay, would make more sense kind of with what they're thinking about their future right now. But um, yeah, I mean, they, you know, they, they did like build out kind of an entire, um, you know, IRL kind of questing experience. Um, and so that's like ready to go. They're just, um, you know, they just needed more time and obviously um, funding to kind of, to, to just be ready to like launch it at a, um, at an event like NFT NYC or an ETH event or something like that. Um, so yeah, they're still, they're still working hard on it. Yeah. I'd be glad to hear it. Yeah. I want somebody to produce some, some IRL divine roads distributing. <laughs> that would be amazing. Wouldn't it? Oh my God. <laughs> And you don't need a divine rope bag to get me. <laughs> no, it's like, it's just like a, at least like a level four bag in the rope or something, right? Just do a little yeah. bit. It could be more loot, could be G loot, could be OG loot, whatever it is. Just prove that you've actually done some stuff on chain with it, and then you get a you get a divine rope. Yeah, we need like uh, people dressing up in loot gear for like Halloween and stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of physical items, we're not doing physical physical apparel, but there is a physical thing as part of this round, which is the physical Genesis Scrolls book that we're all working on. Uh, and so maybe we can chat about that for a sec. Zidara and I and Loot Hero, you can speak to this. Um, and then there's also another proposal I'd love to talk about. But my, my heart from the beginning of Loot has been about sort of unlocking the power of on-chain media and the power of composable stories and Composable characters and story seeds that can have sort of this the provenance of the blockchain from this moment forward forever and you know maybe loot never turns into this you know, beautiful multi multiverse world we imagine it to be but if it does how epic it's going to be to look back you know in whatever five years and say look at these early stories Violet and these early Genesis adventures loot stories characters big and small uh, but so if you're new to this this Genesis Scrolls project is really been a dream of mine back since like September when we launched the Genesis Project and right at the beginning of Loot which is the community coming together to collaboratively compile a compendium of short stories across the Lootverse uh, I like that turn of phrase also collaboratively compile a compendium of short stories across the Lootverse uh, and write it into a physical book so community crafted content edited together uh, worked on together, weaved together, that all stems up from the you know, canonical principles and the foundational physics and the canonical concepts of loot, uh, but then compiled together into this sort of loose, diverse compendium from short stories to long stories. Somebody wrote some poems last week, which is awesome to see. Character sketches, the diary entries to everything you can imagine in a you know, sci fantasy short story collection goal here is to publish it into a collection of short stories into a real physical book uh, publish them either work with a, you know, indie publishing house or maybe just do self-publishing depending on you know, how much funding we get here uh, and deliver them into the real world ideally onto the bookshelves of all of our houses 
uh, and more. I think it's also similar to what Glossa was saying. It's an invitation out to the wider world for people who don't necessarily know or care about NFTs or know or care about Web3, but who just love good stories. Hopefully the content we create uh, is not only from the you know, canonical foundation of loot, but it's also just good, pure, geek, you know, fantasy fiction, uh, side fantasy fiction. What we've seen so far has been incredible. I think we've seen like, I don't know, 30 or 40 stories so far from like 25 authors, something like that. Uh, I've been leading the project through Open Quill Foundation uh, alongside Loot Hero and Banners Kajan and Zidarova uh, Karova. Um, and so if you guys want to grab the mic and chat about it, what it means to you or where it's at or any requests to the community or if any of you want to share your screen also and pull it up, uh, that would be a cool time. Yeah, I'll talk about it a little bit. So I think it's sort of similar to Game Boy Grants, right? It's just focused specifically on writing. And I think we've even talked about in the future we could potentially even structure it like within Gatecoin grants as specific, you know, for writing and then utilize the quadratic voting. Um, but essentially it has the same feel to it that we're trying to, you know, provide incentives for people to use their creative minds to bring the universe to life through stories. And yeah, through round one, you know, we collected over 30 stories and you know I'm, I'm going through them all right now to try to review them and it's um, I think like 300 pages or something it, it is quite long and um, yeah just uh, the, the range of stories is amazing as well there's all different there's poems in there short stories some are kind of humorous some are more dark um, so a great range and yeah I do think that you know us being able to complete this cycle and produce a, a, a physical book that can be distributed does kind of um, it, it it provides an interesting it provides an interesting full cycle to this experiment of um, collaborative world building, I guess, and putting it in a book form. I think just makes it makes it feel more real. Uh, intangible. So, yeah, we're we're into round two now. So it's still open for submissions. Um, from a writer perspective, it really just feels a lot like Gitcoin grants. But instead of writing a grant proposal, you're just writing a story about loot, and you submit it. And then, you know, at the end of each round, we distribute rewards to everybody. Um, so no prior writing experience needed. There's no hard structure to what. Um, like the nature of your stories, they can be funny, they can be sad. Um, so yeah, we do, we do encourage everybody to participate in it. And um, yeah, I think that's it for me. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll chime in for a second. I mean, just echoing what's been said is, uh, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think this has been an interesting experiment in community world building. And I think there's been a lot of success in it. Um, seeing the support and I think the turnout from the community and I think also the quality of writing granted um, you know these are short stories but to see you know 300 pages worth of, of writing generated from the community all around uh, shared world uh, and shared NFT project um, it's really cool to see and I think you know we're just scratching the surface on, on how we 
continue to build together and continue to move forward. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just excited to, to keep keep building out, get more sophisticated, like uh, Lutier was saying, and instituting things like quadratic floating and you know finding the best methods for us to continue to incentivize ourselves to build together. Um, you know, and engaging this like decentralized community, building a world. It's really cool. Um, hey guys, um, you don't know me because this is the first town hall that I've been part of, but uh, I just wanted to chime in and say I've been involved in publishing for a couple dozen years. And so if you guys want to know kind of the process that you go through to submit a book for uh, fiscal sale and such, I'm happy to take you through it at some point in time. So yeah, default, that would be that would be great. Um, I'd love to get on a call with you and, and talk through that and, you know, get a rundown. Yeah, yeah happy, happy to. Uh, just uh, drop me a line anytime you want. Yeah, sounds good. I'll DM you. What's cool about this project, too, is that we can flex with how much grant funding we get. Um, so if there's a significant amount of grant funding, we can go wild and you know, go down that path of like getting a real uh, indie publisher to truly help publish this and get it into you know, bookstores. And if if we end up with less, you know, or already we have, I don't know, 30, 30 ETH with another 20 committed, actually I think another 10 committed, so all in, like, there's enough here to truly publish this in a self-published way. Um, so at the low end, worst case scenario, we're going to self-publish, self-design, and you know, sell this online through just a website and through a, either Blurb or Lulu or a platform like that, and then everything in between. Um, but just to reinforce where this money is going, the purpose of this program, and really the purpose of the Open Quill Foundation that we started, is to help bridge writers into Web3. Uh, but to help set out fantasy writers onto this Web3 adventure by giving them no-strings-attached grants. Uh, so I think we said like 80% of the funding of this uh, Open Quill and 80% of the funding of this Genesis Scrolls project will actually just go straight back to writers themselves through these no-strings-attached grants. And then you know, the other 20% or so should be used for actually doing the admin work to get the thing published and created and uh, out the door and into the universe. Uh, so yeah, really excited about this. It's given me a ton of energy, and just I don't know. You can tell I'm a geek, and you can tell I'm excited. But this project specifically just feels like it's the the manifestation uh, of a lot of my own diverse dreams into a single project. Um, so I guess I'll say it. Please do support. I'm gonna send out a tweet right now too. Um, luckily we've already had. Uh, how many 107 people vote for it in the Gitcoin grant but the more the better uh, we may come around and do a direct proposal straight to the loot uh, royalty DAO as well depending on where this lands uh, but the more you support the more we can just you know, get the energy of the community standing up and raising our hand and saying we're here for it uh, alright I want to share that so we got Genesis Girls open quill cool stuff Zidara and yeah, or Anne or talk. Andrew. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I would love to talk about the Divine Eye NFT project. It's uh, somewhat of a companion to, uh, 
you know, Genesis scrolls in a way of like a cousin project in that we are, you know, uh, the pitch, you know, we're, we're funding content to build out this world. And in the way Genesis scrolls is going after a very community first, um, the people who are already here incentivizing us to, to write and to grow the world, uh, divine INFT is going to, go outside of our community and find professional writers to come in and um, supercharge the energy that we've already going, we've already got going. Um, so the NFT itself, and I can even share my screen and pull up the, um, the page. Do it really fast. Uh, is my screen showing? Yes. Cool. So, uh, so the divine eye itself uh, is going to be a combination of uh, three things. Really, it's there's the NFT, which is going to be um, the thing you can purchase. It'll be a reader of on-chain stories, and those stories will be held on an open-source backend, which is called the Librarium. Um, and essentially, uh, stories are going to be written to chain, and then they're going to be surfaced up and curated through the Divine Eye NFT. So what it's going to mean is um, the holders of the Divine Eye will be able to get you know special access to helping to shape and build the slate of content, and there'll be a team that'll be funded through the proceeds from the Mint as well as any, any grants that we get and support from other projects. To be able to go out and hire a professional slate of um, a, fig a figurehead as well as professional writers to come in and you know put to get pulled together a slate of you know five or so uh, pieces of professional grade high quality content. Uh, what that slate looks like, I think, is still TBD and probably be you know have large input from the writers that get brought on board. Um, and the more we raise, the, the better and higher quality and better scope of the content we can provide. But um, this is an experiment help, in helping to figure out, you know, what's the model of how we incentivize uh, traditional writers to, to bridge them into Web3 in the same way that we're doing with OpenQuill. This is just a different model. Um, and we're, you know, we're, we're really excited to be able to, to, to execute on this. And we've got um, people like Devin and, and others on the team who have uh, connections already into the professional um, space, Hollywood and, and whatnot, to be able to go to move and, and execute on this. Um, and we're really excited to have the community support and you know bring bring the Lootverse to life with um, you know broadening the scope, the reach of of the content creator who can get into our into our ecosystem. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, I guess uh, it would open up for questions. Are there, I'm sure I haven't done a great job of uh, all the details. I, I just have to say, I think that actually sounds quite, uh, quite fascinating. Great. The only thing that I would uh, suggest in relation to um, speaking to established writers and creators uh, is something that I, I run into a great deal because I, I mostly deal deal with 
traditional publishing world and the traditional you know game and such. Um, there really is a, a negative connotation within certain communities towards Web three. So I I run face to face with people who like you know we have good rates, we, we have good hiring policies, and they say no, we just don't want to work with anything that has Web three like association. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that too in forums. There's like obviously Reddit um, posts all about it, and I think the reality is, is that we're going to have to overcome those barriers in some way. Um, and I think a part of that just comes through, you know, finding the right people who are open to it. And I think we've had connections already with um, some some writers out there who are open to exploring, putting stories on chain, and connecting their works to tokenized assets. Um, but yeah, I, I do think there is there is some of that sentiment. Sentiment I've already seen. I scratched the surface a little bit. I'm sure you have more experience than I do on that. But um, I think that's just just a reality is that there's going to be some who are just going to some professional writers who just aren't going to be our audience to attract initially. I, I agree. I've definitely found about it's about fifty fifty. You'll definitely find some really quality people who don't really care. It's just something to look out for and not, you know, become obsessed with a certain community or a certain group of people before really knowing whether or not they'll want to engage in this environment. Yeah, totally. And I mean, to that point too, is that, you know, the reason we're coming at this in a different way is, you know, we have to reach writers where they're at. And we have to, you know, engage with them in traditional methods, because um, that's how they're comfortable doing business. Um, you know, traditional IP constraints and traditional contracts and structuring of deals, like all of it's gonna have to be pretty similar and then we kind of layer in the well, the stuff will be published to to a blockchain and like understanding, you know, what that means for them and working through that. I think, you know, this is still somewhat unexplored um, for much of us. So it's it's gonna be a learning process. Um, but I think that's the way we've We've structured this. Is the, it's a set slate of content, um, and it's not necessarily open-ended, and it can be contained, self-contained, and scoped, uh, so that the contracts are easier to to draft up, and hopefully more palatable to these professional writers. Well, I I, I would also say that um, the the comic book writers are more used to working within this environment. They're much, they're very comfortable with work for hire. Um, novelists tend to care a little bit more about the rights because that's how their publishing contracts work. Uh, it's usually a royalty against guarantee or a, a payment against royalties and things like that. Whereas for comic book people, whenever you work for Marvel or DC, you know you're never going to own anything that you get paid for and you just kind of accept that. One thing to throw in the mix there, uh, maybe a little bit less so for the Divine Eye project, but for the Genesis Scrolls project and other open fill programs. The way I would think about it, at least for the round, couple of first rounds, is that it's like work for hire for a uh, decentralized community, but where that decentralized community is committed to unleashing the work that you create into the public domain, which I think is pretty different from like, hey, I'm working for hire for Marvel and they're going to go sell this comic book and make a bunch of money and I get paid my you know, writing fee. In this case, it's, yeah, like, I'm going to get paid a writing fee and get some rewards and grants, 
and then my work is going to be published in the public domain, you know, like Shakespeare, like Winnie the Pooh, like, uh, you know, anything that's in the public domain now, you know, like scientific articles. And so it just feels a little bit more pure, I guess I would say. Um, it feels like a, you know, a fun entry point for people into this universe. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that philosophy for sure. I think there's you're going to find some people who really just think, like, I moved, I still work in regular publishing, but I moved to Web3 because I like the CC0 stuff. Like, it's fascinating to me. I want to be involved in it. And I think you'll run into other people just like that. Yeah, I mean, finding more people like you, I mean, I think there's, there's several here in the loopers. Um, I think, you know, it's gonna be a growing trend. I think it's it's different. I think it's a new frontier that IP uh, constraints and stuff are they're different. And some of the IP uh, you know copyright licenses licensing is maybe not adequate for you know to handle this new space. Um, so I think that's that's also a frontier to explore. Um, but yeah, I mean we're trying to start with something very MVP here. To you know, test it out and figure out a model that we can start building more stories. And again, we're decentralized, so I think we want to still, you know, engender the same ethos that there are independent builders who can own IP and own their project to come and build together in a collaborative world, versus you know having a centralized owner of the whole thing. I think that's you know, once I think writers understand that piece, that it's just an open oyster, and that. They can bring their audiences and discover new audiences and build their own brand together, like but still owning their own brand, I think will be um, interesting to try and help them understand that. If, um, if, if you're into kind of, you know, old school reading, kind of nerd reading, I would uh, suggest um, some H.P. Lovecraft stuff. When Lovecraft originally wrote his Cthulhu mythos, his intention was to make it public domain, and he intentionally wrote it in such a way so that it wouldn't be copyrightable. Interesting. I'll take a look at that. Yeah, I, I think I was thinking something similar of that, where examples can go a long way in convincing people of, of something that's more abstract. That people in the, in that domain they don't understand how necessarily blockchain works, you know, under the hood there's some um, some hesitation about the security and all that kind of stuff, but if you have someone who who has worked on a respected work and you can convince them to like, you know, someone, someone bigger might actually be easier right, to get on board with a writing project and then that story becomes a catalyst for everyone else to be like, yeah, okay, I'll do it too. You know what I mean? I, I, I think that's very reasonable. I can tell you that some of the, some of the people that I, I speak to are solid creators. And, you know, I, I know of a number that would absolutely do CC0 stuff right now. Um, they don't have the limitations around the blockchain or anything like that for them. It's just an opportunity to do something. Honestly, they just have to be paid well, and they're fine.
Any other questions on Divine Eye and MT Project? Just really, really impressed. I'm incredibly excited. Yeah, we're pretty stoked too. I think we're we're more excited for you know what happens after. You know that we can that the mint will go well. By the way, the mint will be coming out at the end of the month. Um, so stay tuned. At Divine Eye NFT is our Twitter handle, um, and you can see all that all the details there in the in the Gitcoin grant proposal. But yeah, we're really stoked. We're we're really stoked for the content we can bring to the Loopverse and start to really pump it, pump some energy that's already happening and just supercharge it with some more writers and uh, more thought and uh, you know world building. Love it. Thank you for leading the charge on that. Zadara, um, I didn't dive in on that too because you guys have already heard me talk about how excited I am about other things, but I guess I will just say I'm also very excited about this Divine Eye project. I've been involved in helping to steer and drive this for the past few months, uh, and I think it's really powerful. It, it's, we're coming out of this sort of shared collective dream of on-chain media from two angles with the Genesis Scrolls and the Divine Eye, uh, both under the auspices of this Open Google Foundation. And I just feel lucky to be able to spend, spend spend time on this. I mean, how lucky are we all to be able to spend two hours on a Thursday talking about side fantasy geekery and bridging writers into this universe and just the power of collaborative world building. Uh, I think we'll look back on this in a decade and say, wow, that was a pretty special time in our lives. Uh, on that note, we're two hours in. Anybody else want to present any of your grant proposals that are out there or just general notes, ideas, feedback, thoughts about the Loopverse or the Hyperverse in general? Maybe we call it, Andrew. Yeah, I think we can call it at an hour 45. Um... Yeah, before we go, I'd just like to share my grant that I put through a week ago this morning. Um, finally made it through, um, through Gitcoin as of like 15 minutes ago. Um, and, you know, I don't have like any visuals to share for it, but basically it's just about, um, you know, continuing to do what I've been doing, whether that's, you know, hosting these Loot Town Squares or you know, putting agendas together, um, you know, running the loot Twitter and, and things like the Herald newsletter. Um, you know, I kind of looked at it at, at this grant as kind of a, uh, you know, could be seen as like a retroactive for the last five or six months of, of doing this kind of work. Um, and, but also just looking forward, like pretty soon here, I'll have, uh, I'll have, quite a bit more time to to focus on um you know community efforts for loot and so you know i'd like to keep doing what i'm doing but um you know hopefully expand on that um get more active with the loot twitter you know do some more things with with the youtube channel and the podcasts um of this loot town square um and you know kind of look at ways maybe to make the onboarding process easier among other things. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to share, I shared that in the general chat, the link to that, um, 
got grants, so I would appreciate um, if y'all could take a look at that. That would be awesome. Oh yeah, that work is invaluable. Thank you so much. I just uh, contributed. Bada bing. <laughs> Bada bing. Thanks, man. All right. With that, um, let's call it. Thank you, everyone. Love the energy. Let's keep it going. <laughs>